Hello, and welcome to Becoming the Best Version of You podcast with Dina Robinson. You know, as women, we are constantly helping others while trying to evolve and reach our own goals and simultaneously juggle a million different things. It can be exhausting and so challenging that we give up at becoming the best version of ourselves. Join me in exploring ways we can work at igniting and becoming the best version of ourselves because it already is inside each and every one of you. We're going to talk about money, relationships, health and wellness, mindset, goal setting, parenting, faith, and so much more. Let's get started. Welcome to episode two of Becoming the Best Version of You podcast with Dina Robinson. In today's episode, we will discuss why and how forgiveness is important on the road to becoming the best version of you. Because being your best and living your best life should be filled with joy, peace, smiles, and happiness. You know, one of the most memorable acts of forgiveness that I can recall learning is when Jesus asked his father to forgive his enemies for how they had treated him. When he asked in Luke 23, verse 34, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Just consider, up to this point in Jesus' life, he was despised, hated, tortured, rejected, and dying when he asked his father to forgive those who had treated him so badly to the point of torture and his ultimate death. To this day, this act of love and kindness under what many of us would describe as horrific and perhaps even unforgivable circumstances, Jesus asked for his persecutors to be forgiven. Now remember, his father, God, the creator of all things, had the power to annihilate these these people and Jesus could have asked him to do that but instead he asked his father to forgive them for they know not what they do to what degree do you think you can be as forgiving that's a difficult question to answer so instead of diving into what is most likely the largest act of forgiveness known to us let's try to take smaller bites of acts of forgiveness but first let's understand why forgiving is an important piece of our journey to living our best life and becoming the best version of ourselves and what steps we can take now to work towards forgiving others who've harmed us. So I know that we've all tried to forgive people. We've all encountered people who have mistreated us in one way, shape or another. And forgiveness can really, really be a difficult task, a a great challenge to forgive someone for the pain that they brought to us or or placed upon us or even a a family member or a loved one, a friend. And so it's not always easy to do. And I think the definition of the word forgiveness kind of explains why it's not such an easy thing to do. Because it's defined as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. That definition really is, it really hits home because it's talking about feelings. You know, you can say the word, I forgive you, but do you actually feel it? Have you actually released those feelings of resentment, the feelings of vengeance towards that person? Because there's different levels of pain that people can cause us, right? Someone can maybe steal your lunch and may cause you to go hungry and you think, you know, that was a really wrong thing that that person did stealing my lunch. Or someone can really, really hurt you or a loved one to the point of 
where you think you can't forgive them for their acts against you. But it's not easy, but it is possible to forgive. And it's important that we do forgive. So, but when we forgive, what we're doing is we're releasing those feelings of resentment and vengeance. Those feelings, and I know you've heard this before, they take up so much precious space and so much precious time of your time. Space and time that you could be directing your energy toward other more important and productive areas of your life, such as becoming the best version of you, maybe traveling, just living, being happy and enjoying your life instead of holding on to that resentment, instead of holding on to that, to that person and the way they made you feel. Forgiveness does not mean that we forget. There's only one person who can do that, who can actually forgive and forget. And that's God. And it speaks of that in Hebrews 8 verse 12, where it says, He blots out your transgressions, for his own sake, he will not remember your sins. So he blots them out and he doesn't remember. He forgets. He forgives and he forgets. Something that we're not able to do. But we can forgive. And by forgiving, it doesn't mean that we are condoning or excusing the offenses that are made against us. It means that we're moving on. So let's talk about why it's important and why we need to forgive. When we talk about moving on and not holding on and harboring resentment and not holding on to those feelings because feelings, good or bad, bad feelings can make you sick, right? If you are feeling bad emotionally where it affects you know, your health, that's not a good thing. And so when we hold on to negative feelings, our body senses that. It senses those feelings of resentment or vengeance. And it, it doesn't, our bodies don't like that, <laughs> to be honest. It, it starts to make us feel, to feel angry, to feel frustrated. We start having sleepless nights and start maybe even taking it out on those that we love. And most importantly, we're not being our best because we are so tied up emotionally with how someone made us feel and that's preventing us to having those good feelings to living our best life we're missing out when we hold on to resentment and when we hold on to those negative feelings towards someone else another reason is we're choosing a side so I don't know about you but when I think of frustration and anger and resentment I don't tie that to God I tie that to the enemy of God the opposite because God when I think of him, I think of peace and love and joy. So if you're feeling frustrated and you're angry and you're holding resentment and feelings of vengeance, those are not feelings or gifts or blessings from God. So that's another great reason to let it go. Because we are choosing a side when we choose to hold on to the anger and the hurt and the resentment and the vengeance and the frustration. So we have to try and take control. When we are feeling what I like to call non-forgiving feelings, we really aren't in control of our own emotions. And we're allowing someone else and their transgressions against us to control us, which can even affect your health. We should never give any one person or persons that much control over your, over your life 
to the point where you're not living your best life, where you're not enjoying your life because you're so tied up and wound up into the feelings that that person is causing you to have, which is, which is not good. It's harmful to your health, most importantly, and it's preventing you from living your best life and being the best version of you. Also, keeping our communication open. Another reason we need to forgive others is so that there are prayers and communication to God that are not blocked, which is something I didn't, I didn't know. Um, in Mark chapter 11, verse 25, it says, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Now that seems like a good enough reason for me. And it also makes me think going back to the first story about Jesus asking God to forgive his enemies for what they were doing before he died. Maybe he was doing that also so that he wouldn't be blocked from the blessings of God and, and receiving his blessings and fulfilling his purpose. He couldn't go, he couldn't leave here having those feelings of, of resentment, of vengeance. So he asked for forgiveness on their part, on behalf of them. So we want to make sure that any communication that we have with our Father, with our Heavenly Father is not blocked because we're not forgiving others for the transgressions that they've placed upon us. Again, it's not easy to do and be thankful that we have grace from God and mercy from God and understanding from our Father that he understands when we try and it doesn't always work out, but just keep trying, just keep trying. And eventually you will be able to forgive and move on. Maybe not be able to forget, but you will be able to forgive. Another reason why we really should forgive is that it doesn't help harboring those feelings, those non-forgiving feelings, because guess what? And I know you've heard this before. I know Oprah has said it many times on her shows is that the other person or persons that harmed you, they're living their life. They're not even considering your feelings anymore. They've moved on and they are now robbing you of your joy and your peace. And to make it worse, you're allowing them to do so. That's giving them a huge amount of power to just that individual. Power that they don't deserve. People that have harmed you, that have harmed your family members or someone you love or you care about, they don't deserve your time and they don't deserve the energy, the energy that it takes for you to feel the resentment, the frustration, the, the feelings of vengeance because they've moved on. So you need to move on too. We all need to just move on from it. How do we do that? How do we move on from a pain that someone has caused us? How do we stop having those those non-forgiving feelings towards someone who has hurt us or someone that we love? Well, I'll tell you what, in my experience, forgiveness, it takes time. There's no time limit. I can't say, well, for this transgression against you, it would take maybe a week. This transgression, oh, that was a big one. That's probably going to take you three months. There's really no time limit. And I'll tell you that every day it takes work. It's not, it's not something that just goes away overnight. It's not something that you can command to go away. It's something that you put in the work and you diligently and intentionally put in the work each and every day until those feelings cease 
sometimes they may come back. You may get triggered. <laughs> you may feel like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm past it. I'm moving on. But something might happen and you get triggered. Maybe a song comes on the radio. Maybe you hear the person's name or you see them on the street, you know, but then you have to, you know, take your power back and remember, remind yourself that you have a, a better purpose in life. That doesn't include them and doesn't include what they did to you. So it's not, you know, something that you can just decide one day that it's gone. Um, it takes work, a lot of work, and it takes thought and practice that may include changing your daily habits, changing your thought patterns. So let's talk about a few things that we can do to start the process of moving on, of healing, of letting go. Now you've heard the term, you know, choose your words, words become things, right? So choose your words, more of that self-talk that we discussed in our first episode. Ask yourself, are you speaking or even thinking of the person who harmed you? Are you bringing them up in conversations and speaking on what they did to you? You know that person, right? Your friend, they just can't let it go. They just keep bringing up the incident. They just keep bringing up the transgression and why that person did this and how they did it and how it made them feel. They keep reliving it every single day. <laughs> so if you're doing that, you gotta be intentional and stop doing it. Because this is only going to keep all those transgressions, all the anger, all the frustration, all that resentment and pain fresh. It's going to keep it fresh in your mind and fresh in your heart. And you know when something is fresh, it's alive, right? It's good. It's good to go. You want that thing to be killed. Like you want it killed, not killed. You want it dead. You want it gone. So you have to stop speaking of it. You have to move on from it. So avoid, avoid saying negative things about that person. Definitely avoid taking any of it to social media platforms because we've seen how that can happen and, and how that works out for people. Just, you know, you're, you're just living in it. It's kind of like you're just, you're sitting in it and you're not letting it go. You're feeding it. You're feeding into it instead of letting it die so that you can move on. Because when you, when you continue to talk about it with your friends, with your family, or you post things on social media about it, it just keeps building up and building up into, the, into this huge snowball of pain and those other non-forgiving feelings that we talked about, keeping it all fresh, just like it happened to you yesterday. So if you must speak of your offender, try following the example Jesus gave us, and that's to pray for them and ask God to forgive them. Doing this often helped me it gave me a refreshing feeling um, and helped me to release those non-forgiving feelings over to God. Just letting it go. Now, I will say that depending on the severity of the transgression, sometimes we need to perhaps speak to, to a professional who can help you get through the difficult times because everyone is different and every transgression is different that's been placed upon you. And there's nothing wrong with seeking counseling from a professional who can help with the tools give you some tools and resources to get you on your way to recovery and forgiveness. And that's something that, you know, you and your friends and family can help you um, assess. But 
there are ways that you can help yourself as well. I know I remember my grandmother always saying we have to pray for our enemies, pray for our enemies. And that is true to this day. And as we can see, that is what Jesus did. He prayed for his enemies. And when you give it to God, you're really releasing it and you're letting it go. Not always easy to do because we are imperfect, but with time and consistency, it can work. Another um, thing that we can do to help ourselves to be on the forgiving end is to fill up your time. You know, busy hands are good as a good thing because if you lay in bed and you mope around, you're leaving time and space for those thoughts to creep in. So work at occupying your time. And when you're occupying your time, you are living. And you may not even think of it that way because you're in the pain, you're in your feelings maybe. But when you are forcing yourself to occupy your time, to spend time with friends and family, to maybe cook, to read a book, to do something for yourself, you're actually living. Get and stay busy both mentally and physically. Get social. I know right now, you know, things are not the way we would like them to be as far as getting social and getting out, but there will be a time when we can do that again. But remember, while you're getting social, you aren't talking about your offender. Okay, that's not the idea. That's not like, oh, let's meet up for coffee because I still want to talk about this issue that this person, you know, the way this person treated me. You want to get social and talk about new things, maybe fresh ideas that you have, maybe get to know new people. You're catching up with old friends, you're traveling, you're taking walks, you're working out, you're reading, you're journaling, you're organizing and cleaning your rooms in your house. You're doing almost anything and everything except thinking and talking about your offender. Remember, we're no longer giving them our energy or time because you're just too busy living and loving your life. And I think if you continue to do that each and every day, those days turn into weeks those weeks turn into months and those months will turn into years. And the next thing you know, you're not even giving them a second thought. What else we can do is to have compassion. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. As difficult as it may be, try to exercise as much compassion towards your offender as you can. Remember, Jesus did it. We may never know why people do the things they do. Again, I'm not condoning what they did to you but we just never know what people are going through. We don't always know their history. See them as fallible, weak, and as a wounded individual. Again, I'm not excusing their behavior towards you or even saying you need to be understanding, but remember, we're trying to find ways to get through our own pain. And sometimes that means giving our offender grace because this is about you. This is about you healing. This is about you moving on. This is about you living your best life. This is about you becoming the best version of you. And I say by any means necessary. And if that means giving your offender compassion and showing them grace so that you can be the best you, I think it's worth it. Again, everyone's situation and severity of offense is different. So if you need professional assistance because you feel you do need to talk it out, then I say by all means, get the help you need because the success of your journey is that important. My hope and prayer for each and every one of you is to live your best life. 
while being the very best version of you. In order to accomplish this, we have to let go of anything and anyone anchoring us to feelings of frustration, anger, and pain. It takes work and it takes time, but I believe if you keep the suggestions and ideas that we talked about today in front of you, you'll be on your way to better and brighter days and definitely one step towards becoming the best version of you. I thank you for listening and I will chat with you next week. Take care and have a wonderful and productive week.